This Shriners Children 200 at the Glen betting picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb we go to the Glen. this again for the xfinity race this is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. I, I led in last week with, or last episode rather, with uh, my cheesy on the road again. I'm not going to do that to anybody again. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we lost listeners almost immediately after that. So uh, we'll just say we're at the Glen. It is the Xfinity Series. And we're doing road racing once more uh, on both series. That's all right. It's the, uh, the, the Cup Series races, the Go Bowling something. So when I sent the tweet out, I, I put a lot of bowling puns in the tweet. So uh, it was classic. Yeah, you got to hang, hang that in the loop. Hang that. I uh, yeah. I felt like it was it was well thought out. At least uh, there was there was more I had, but you're limited to characters on X over there. So uh, ah, damn. But it was it was fun anyways. We still refuse to get uh, verified. We are we are the anti-verification. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. But we <laughs> we got uh, we need to to check out this poll too because I think you're getting your ass kicked, Rob. Yeah, and even uh, in the Discord too. <laughs> listen, you guys, I don't, I don't give a rat's ass. Comments have say. not been kind. No, they have not, I, and that's I fine. That. I will take every single one of those. Look, and it's not that I don't like bone in. I do. I I'll eat bone in. <laughs> but if I'm given the choice, if you put two in front of me, I'm gonna eat the boneless wings because I don't like to work for my food. One and two. Like a lot of times you get boneless or bone wings from places that are, I don't know, maybe I'm getting it from the wrong places, but you get sketchy <laughs> stuff that aren't cooked all the way. It's like, oh, I don't yeah. even you want You definitely it. get it from the wrong places. <laughs> I've had PTSD from bone, bone in wings. All right. So that's why I choose boneless. So I don't care. It's a lifestyle choice that I stick by. We've got 58 minutes left in the, in the poll, but uh, 86 votes. 67% agree with me for bone-in. Only 33 are on the boneless side. Hey, that's not uh, a big a, that's not a big a swing it's, as it's I thought it was. Closer than I thought it yeah. would be, really. Yeah. Uh Rory, he says boneless boneless are chicken nuggets, not wings. Yeah, I've heard that. Had before. to have known it was the Californian eating bu- buffalo nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Wormy, uh, he said if you prefer boneless, you probably think McDowell is a better driver than Bowman. He was Brian last week. Murphy, who uh who he chimed in and he goes, I prefer Bonin and McDowell is a better driver. Ah, I just responded with a, a gift that said, fight, fight, fight. Uh, <laughs> Mark in Mississippi, boneless comes in a kid's meal, he says. Uh, rowdy dragon, without the bone, you don't know. Or yeah, without the bone, you don't know what you're shoving into your pie hole. <laughs> uh, the JDK, he says 100% bone in and Frank's red hot or hot honey. Uh, Atlanta Chrome says boneless or chicken nuggets. Zach says I like boneless mainly because I w- want to eat most of the chicken with the least amount of work. If strips are an option with sauce, I do that instead. Bone in is great at a bar or something, though. Depends on the setting. And uh, William says if you're older than nine years old eating boneless wings, you probably have a vagina. So <laughs> I, that's fair. Yeah, that's then, fair. Uh, yeah. What's uh, uh, Mark and I, Skybox NASCAR, we had a. We had a slight small debate on I, I am completely disgusted by ranch. I think that it's gross. I think the smell of it, it repulses me, which my daughter thinks is hilarious. I know this is an unpopular take, um, 
But yeah, he said, I, I will never live that down. And I don't care because it's just, again, if my wings are already going to be good, they're going to be great in the sauce they're in. I, why do I need to cover it up with ranch? I don't really get that part of it. And ranch is gross anyway. So I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so for me. <laughs> We're not me, putting a poll on that because no, I, understand, well, I, I understand ranch's popularity. I just don't understand why it's popular. <laughs> Well, and listen, for me, and, and as we turn into the uh, ranch or, or the uh, Boneless Wings Gambling Podcast, uh, for me, ranch has got to be dilly. I have to have the dill, like more of the pickle part of the ranch. I don't like it when it's super buttermilky. I like the dill stuff that comes from those restaurants that like it just, it tastes like you're almost eating a pickle, but you're not. You're eating ranch dressing. So that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, I don't care. Listen, like I said. You come at me, I don't care. I will eat boneless chicken wings because just like, uh, who, who said it, that they want the most amount of chicken without the least amount of work? That's what I want. I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I already That's what I want. That's I just want the most amount of that chicken. That person is, I, I understand their argument on that for sure. Me too, because I don't like to work for my food. I my bone and wings are so fucking good. Oh, oh just, no, and listen, like I, I said. It's work, but it's worth the work. I don't, the reward <laughs> is, is worth the work. I don't hate them. I'm not anti. I'm just saying, if given the choice, I will always choose boneless. It's just... That's just the way I roll. So, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. We, I guess we should probably talk about NASCAR. That's what I guess. I think what we the should. people want apparently. I, I well, I don't know. It depends on. What, what or maybe it's not. Maybe they like the wings. This today. was a Who spirited knows? debate in the Discord, so it must be that people want boneless wings talk. But all right, we will we will discuss we will discuss NASCAR. Uh, we have, of course, the Xfinity race. They are back on a road course. It is the 200 at the Glen. Cup drivers in that. We'll talk all about that. But let's tell you first about game time. Tickets, buying tickets to anything nowadays is just a constant struggle. It is stressful. You either buy them six years in advance or you figure out that you're going to go see it a week in advance and then you're screwed anyways. Well, game time has taken all that stress out for you because you're done competing with prices. You're done trying to plan out your buying tickets. You're done worrying about whether or not you're going to get good seats if you wait. Game time, you don't have to worry about that anymore because they got flash deals for you to buy last-minute tickets. Plus, you can also find all the greatest deals on your last-minute ticket purchases for all of your sports, all of your music, all of the comedy that you want to watch, and all the theaters near you. You're going to get the breast, the best price guaranteed. See, chicken breast, you got that stuck in my You're going to get the best price guaranteed, so stop stressing over those tickets that you are going to want to go see. I got laughed at for Incubus. Fine. Uh, in fact, my Facebook memory popped up. I saw Incubus one year or a couple of years ago today, by the way. So you're welcome for me being on the show and not going to see Incubus uh, again. So like I said, you get all the flash deals. You get the price guarantee. That means you're always going to get the best price. Not to mention, if you find tickets that are better in the same section for a better price, look, Game Time's going to give you 110%, 110% of what you paid for those uh, tickets of the difference. It's going to be so crazy. It's it's legit the best thing you'll ever do uh, in your life. Plus, you're going to get pictures of the seats that you're going to get as well, so you can already see what your view is going to be right from your app. Want to get in on the action? Go to GameTime.co, download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code SGPN. You're going to get $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Go download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can buy tickets for the chicken wing eating contest, and they're all bone-in. I don't care. Anyway, it is... <laughs> guys make me make me you know what here. they call the uh the boneless chicken wing eating contest chicken nugget contest uh, the chicken nugget contest shut, That's up. Right. shut up everybody <laughs> we are at the glen for the trainer children 200 the nascar event it is 82 laps around this 2.450 mile course for 200.9 miles of non-stop nascar action cody this uh this entry list there are some Cup ringers, I suppose, in this as well. So we have to look out for them, which gave us some odds that I wasn't necessarily all that thrilled to uh, break down. But we do this anyways because we love you guys. That's right. Uh, where, where again, is, is this track located, Rod? I, I don't remember from yesterday. Show. This is the uh, Watkins Glen International in Dix, New York, which is a small yes, little Dix, village outside of Watkins Glen. That's, uh, that's important to note. <laughs> yes, uh, on the list this week, it is Kyle Bush. You know, I almost said Kyle Larson. Kyle Bush 
in the number 10 car for colleague Ty Gibbs in the number 19 car for Gibbs. And Alex Bowman is breaking out the number 17 car, the car that actually won this race last year. Um, and uh, was it? Yeah, he was in the, or was he in the 88? Uh, no, I think Kyle Larson was in the 17. Uh, no, he was in the 88. Never mind. He was in the 88. Yeah. yeah. It was so Byron and Gibbs. Byron was in the, the 17 and wrecked with Gibbs at the end. But, anyways. Yep. Uh, so Alex Bowman in the 17 car. Uh, Ross Chastain back in the 91 car. Uh, something to note Gibbs and Chastain have not completed three full years of competing for Cup Series races. That's why they continue to be in these events. They're not limited to five races like everyone else. AJ Allmendinger. He's already done his five. His That's five. likely why you don't see him doing this, which is... He used up his five, Cody. He used up his five. Interesting that they chose to do the Road America race instead of this one for AJ. I don't... If the couple was going to be here anyways and you couldn't run one of them, but again, it don't matter now because the points wouldn't have made a difference anyways, but uh, it's it's still interesting. Um uh phil parsons not phil parsons Ooh, really <laughs> phil parsons son what is this srx parsons is going to be in the 44 sage carom back in the 45 car this week he ended up with a decent run last week um let's see uh, uh moyle sack is back 24 that's about the uh the extent of anyone of of real note i think in this one yeah, again, it's just mainly the the cup-heavy drivers that are in this, obviously trying to get a quick tune-up before Watkins Glen proper for them on Sunday. But again, as we've seen, though, on these tracks, it doesn't necessarily always translate into the cup car. And, you know, Ty Gibbs is a good example of that. He, he had obviously won last week's race, came out, didn't really make a whole lot of noise in that cup race, uh, regardless of him going out and actually winning that race. He did come back for a solid finish, but... By the same token, it wasn't as if what he got out of that race on Saturday made any sort of difference, really, on, on what happens on Sunday. So, you know, again, we're not necessarily taking any of that really into account as we handicap for this race. This is a, a standalone for these cup guys even still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you, you spoke to the odds before, uh, when I logged in and I started looking at things, the first about three or four just jumped right out to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, these are looking good. And then it was a struggle to find uh, the rest of, of what I wanted this week. So kind of a mixture of, there were some really good options because again, you get these cup series guys, it inflates things. And then, uh, and then, so you can find some good stuff, but a, a little bit tough overall, I would still say on, on finding these odds. Um, we are down to the final, let's see, one, two, three, four races left in the Xfinity series playoffs. So things are starting to get pretty serious. Uh, the cut line right now, You've got Sheldon Creed plus 17, number 11 plus 50. Why are they out of order like that? That's weird. <laughs> and then Riley Herbst at plus 34. Um, I guess because Creed has more playoff points. That's why. Uh, Parker Kligerman is 17 behind the cutoff. And then it's Brandon Jones at minus 65. So uh, Kligerman kind of really the only one that could probably still point his way in. But uh, yeah, that's that's your uh, look at the at the playoffs as we crank down to just four. This is the last of the series that will start. Obviously, the trucks are already in the playoffs. Cup has one more race after this weekend. Xfinity still has four races on deck for their regular season. It's so weird that it's so staggered as much as it is. Like you know, it's it's a matter yeah, of it is strange. But yeah, different sizes on the 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 schedules and different sizes for the playoff fields. I mean, sixteen in Cup. I think it's only twelve in Xfinity. And then, uh, and then it's like ten in the truck series, of course. So, yeah, it's uh, varies all over the place, I guess. Yeah. So again, yeah, for this Xfinity race, uh, obviously, uh, all these guys that are trying to to get their way into the actual postseason will be. And listen, this is my daily reminder to the books: get your heads out of your asses. Give us some better matchups on these, because literally no, seeing the no same top tens this week. No right? top tens either. I know they get their ass handed to one, them on top tens, but come one on. One week. We destroyed them and they took it away. Yeah, it's just it's just so frustrating to 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 open up the head to heads and literally and then and then you're not even getting creative because you're just putting the same person against five different people. That is not what we want to see. We want to see some creativity in your head to head matchups, please. There's, there's just there's no reason you can't go through the entire field and make make different head to heads like. It doesn't have to be the two guys who are going to finish first and second that you put head to head. It's not it doesn't have to be guys that are going to finish in the top five. Like, give us, you know, I mean, 
give us Josh Balicki versus Alex LeBay. Like, give us some of these other, you know, give us a Brett Moffat versus Kaz Grala or a Ryan Sieg versus Kyle Sieg. Like, get creative here and help us out. But, oh, well. I would take a Jeremy Clements and Anthony and Anthony Alfredo one. I don't even care at this point. Like, there give me go. something, you know. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd find an angle on that. That's all right. We still found some we do like, Rob. Yes. So uh, I am, and I really these first couple. I, again, this one they just keep giving us every week. I'm sure if you've listened to this show more than once, you know what it is already. But. It's just an auto bet every week, and it cashes more times than it does, and it's insane. Well, like we said, do you want to be entertained? Do you want to win money? It's it's a matter of I, hopefully we do both for well, you. I was but, gonna say, I think we do a little bit of both. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hopefully we do both, but at the same time, it's like it's whatever you want. All right. Speaking of that, we'll get into those. Uh, but let's tell you about our Patreon. If you have not already, do it. Sign up for the Patreon. You need to. That S that uh, Dgens only Patreon chat and Discord is blowing up, giving all kinds of stuff away. I won't tell you what the prize is because you got to log in and figure out what it is. You got to get signed up for that Patreon. You're going to get exclusive access to contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first prize. That's all I can legally tell you about what's in there. You got to sign up to get the rest. But there's also weekly contests, like I said, just for the patrons, and you need to get in there to figure out what that is. Not not only that, you're going to get a monthly SGP Stories podcast. It's a completely ad-free podcast. Full of behind-the-scenes stories from the SGPN. Like I said, Cody's going to read you a bedtime storybook, and that is going to be uh, uh, on demand in there. So if nothing else, join for that. Uh, like I said, join that Discord as well. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part. Sign up for the SGPN Patreon today. Find it at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patreon so cody can read you good night moon <laughs> don't lie that's might, who favorites. knows we might still have that book in our house i know we had that was a that was a that's always one of the favorites i think for most people and uh, it is not not any different for my child so uh luckily we're out of the bedtime story days now but apparently i'm doing that for patreon supporters now so uh that's fun I'm signing up <laughs> exactly for that. I, I want you to read me Good Night Moon. Hey, again, company man, whatever you need me to do, <laughs> get people to sign up and uh, help the war against corporate gambling. I'm here. I feel like there's a handicapper way to put that. Some, some, <laughs> some slide some odds in Good Night Moon. Somebody, oh, what, what's Cody willing to do? What's, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, all right. Again, it all is right. Watkins Glenn, Cody. Well, who, where are we going to start with the bets? We have. I don't know that we've ever had a show off the rails this much already. <laughs> I was going to say, we've been very off the rails, but hey, you know, we had a lot of success last week. Again, if you listen, if you didn't listen to the Xfinity show last week, I'm sorry. Our Cup Series show didn't go well. This show killed. We hit almost every bet uh, about everything but the outright, I think. And uh, we're going to try and do that again and maybe even hit the outright this time. So I'm going to go back to the well, Rod, Justin, all guy, our top five plus money on a road course yet again. What are we doing? But thank you very much. He's plus 140 over on Caesars for a top five. Um, You go back and you look at, so in the Cup Series, I leaned more heavily into guys that had a lot of starts, right? We're talking about like a Truex versus a Reddick, 16 starts to two starts. The Xfinity Series, I think some of that can come into play, right? Because there's a few guys like Justin Allgaier that's been around for a while. Maybe this helps the Cup guys like Alex Bowman and and Kyle Busch, not so much Ty Gibbs because he's young still as well right but they've got more starts on this track but for a majority of the xfinity field like it's younger guys and guys that don't have a ton of starts so i don't think that that plays nearly as big of a factor as in looking back on specifically this track so i think in the xfinity series you more revert to what have they done on road courses over the past couple of seasons here because i think that that is more relevant than going back on track history because there's not much of it throughout a majority of the field so Wanted to state that in case you listen to that and and you're like, well, now he's going off of all the <laughs> that's the reasoning behind how I'm trying to look at these. So Justin Algar, what he's done for us this year, 42 laps he led at Road America, obviously should have won that race and cashed a huge bet for us. Uh, unfortunately, we know how that ended. But he finished second place at Portland. He finished third at Chicago. Again, take that with a grain of salt, but he did finish third there. Um Second place at, uh, oh, you was second place at, oh, I have t- Portland wrote down twice. I don't know why, but he led 23 laps. I think that's why I wrote that down. Fifth place at Coda. 
Um, in this race last year, he was 38, but I remember specifically because I had a bet on him to win. He was very fast in practice. I think he wrecked in qualifying, maybe had to start in the back or they had to change something, had to start in the back, flying through the field, got caught up in a wreck. Uh, but he was a very, very fast car that day. It was unfortunate. Um, but before that, being the one guy who does have a lot of starts or one of the few guys that has a lot of starts on here, he had four top four finishes in his four previous trips to Watkins Glen before last year, where obviously it was it was a 38th place finish. Um, so Justin Allgaier has been very good here. He's been good on road courses lately. So I like it. Top five, a plus money. Um, and, and again, you do have three cup guys in this. So even if you're going to give them automatically the top three spots, which I don't know if I would go that far as to do, uh, it still leaves two other spots. And, and Allgaier, I think, is one of the best two Xfinity regulars. So if you're going to line it up chalky that way, I still think he gets in the top five. Um, and at these odds at plus 140 for a top five, I think this is a good bet. And really, again, it's not as if you can just put that in ink for all of these cup guys to get up there. We've seen these Xfinity guys. We've seen these truck guys hang tough with the cup regulars when they come down to their series this season. Um, like we talked about, I'm not sure if it was on this show or or the betting preview or um, one of the other shows that I was on a while back. I was talking about the, the talent level kind of closing in on itself now with this and it's tightening up a lot where, you know, again, it's not like you can have a guy come down and just whoop up on the field anymore. It just doesn't yeah. happen that way. Oh, and we'll talk about Kyle Busch in a little bit, but you go back to 2020, he came down for five races. He won all five races. He's 0 for 2 so far this year. I don't think he's finished better than fifth. So it is a completely different story now than it, than it used to be. It is. Um, all right. Well, speaking of junior motorsports, as if anybody ever asked about that, uh, my love for them continues to grow. And not just that, but the books continue to just give us decent enough prices on them to continue to bet on them. And that's Sam Mayer as a top five car. Bet 365 is giving this to us at plus 220 as a top five car uh, for Sam Mayer. And really, you look back at his road course history, right? He's got 16 road course starts. He does have that win that we just saw a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, but he's got four top five finishes and 10 top 10 finishes. He is sniffing the front of the pack in every single opportunity that he gets, basically, at a road course in his very, very young Xfinity career. Um, what has he done on this track in particular? Well, 2021, he finished 10th. And then in 2022, he finished 6th. That 2022 field was actually quite packed. Kyle Larson at the top of that, not going to be racing this week. A.J. Allmendinger was at the top of that, not going to be racing. Noah Gragson was there. Kaz Grala somehow snuck up into that top five. Mm. Um, so, But again, you even take out Larson and Allmendinger who weren't competing in that. That gives Sam Mayer at least a top five finish in that race in particular. So um, again, he's very good on these road courses, obviously. Austin, he got himself a seventh place finish. Uh, Sonoma, a top 10, turned around at uh, Elkhart Lake and won that, right? He won that race. And then last week in Indy, a second place finish for Sam Mayer. Even led five laps along the way. He was never going to beat Ty Gibbs, but still, for a second place car, uh, he really, especially driving his way up from 15th, in that race in particular, too, because there was a lot of strategy playing out. There was a lot, the wet tires, the not wet tires, like there was confusion. He outlasted the confusion of that race, showed a lot of maturity in the way he raced his way from 15th to second. I think he's on a good, good trajectory for another top five finish here because, again, the last two road races that he's been on have been top twos. So I'm going to take top five at plus 220, thinking that he can continue that momentum. And I'm also very curious about this top three number at four to one, right? Plus 400 for a top three finish on bet 365. He got it done the last two times he's been out on a road course. I mean, it's, it's difficult and which is why it's four to one to expect him to do it in a third such race, especially with the field that's packed a little bit like it is. But he beat AJ Allmendinger at the end too to grab that second spot in the race. So... I'm just saying he's got a very good chance to to get there. Uh, top top five for sure at plus two twenty. Top three at four to one. Yeah, there was Cup guys in both of those races, and he managed to get top three. So I actually had written this one down, uh, and then I pivoted to the Justin Allgaier one, but I wrote it down separately because if you didn't add it in, I was going to come back in and add it as an extra bet 
because I loved it that much. But Sam Mayer's been your guy lately, so I figured I'd, I'd leave one for you, even though I got there early. I love the top five at plus 220, and I think there's really good value on the top three at plus 400 as well. So I think you definitely take both of those. Rod, Mr. Automatic, the bet you place every week in the Xfinity Series. I don't care what track it's at. Maybe other than road or super speedways, just because the odds usually suck because he's so good at them. But everywhere else, they give us great odds. Austin Hill, top five, plus two twenty yet again. Why? Should we even talk, should we just should we be quiet about this and not just give it out and move on? Like, don't tell them why they should keep get, not giving it to us because it hits so freaking much. I don't. I mean, this guy is just automatic. If you if this was like horse racing and you could bet an exact finish, fourth place every week, Rod. Like I would just throw a hundred bucks on Austin Hill to finish fourth every week, and you're gonna cash it more than you're not going to. I don't even have all the numbers written down because I've been talking about this for weeks, and it just keeps improving. Austin Hill top five at plus money as a no brainer every week. He's plus two twenty over on Caesars. Go hammer that. You know, it's funny because, like we said, too, before, it, it's a matter of do you just want to win money? Because, again, I understand that hearing that hearing Austin Hill's name every single week is is not necessarily glamorous, but do you want to win money? And and obviously, that's exactly what uh, what you're doing if you keep betting this bet, especially at 2-1. to one. I mean, that's that's not bad at all for, for what you're getting. A little over 2-1, to one, you know? Yeah, it's I can't even argue with you on Austin Hill anymore um all right well listen i'm gonna take one of these cup guys at uh, at a top five but only because like i said i honestly just was having so much trouble trying to figure out um what i really wanted to do with this because the odds weren't necessarily all that great we didn't get any top tens would have been nice to get some top tens uh but unfortunately that didn't happen so you're gonna put a hendrick motor out there on watkins Glen. you're gonna put alex bowman out there in the 17 car uh, who we know has done well before in the Xfinity series. His top five is at minus 120 on, on uh, Bet365. Not necessarily the most spectacular of numbers altogether. Um, but for Alex Bowman, I mean, he doesn't do very many uh, Xfinity races at all. Honestly, he's only done two over the course of the last few seasons. Um, so it's not something that he's necessarily been in on a ton. He's been here once with the Xfinity Series. He drove the 99 car in 2013. He got a 13th place finish. But, again, this is the 17 car. We have uh, seen the 17 car come out and do well. William Byron started on the pole last year in that 17 car. Uh, a lot like what Cody and I alluded to. He actually won stage two, did William Bo uh, Byron. And William Bowman, William Byron, Alex Bowman. Anyways, the 17 car led uh, uh, was in the lead at the end of stage two. Him and Gibbs got together. Obviously, that took them out. But that 17 car looked like it could very well be on the, on the that, way to a win. Had they not taken each other out, that would have been one of the all-time like classic finishes. Like They were leaning so hard on each other through each corner. Of course, that's why they ended up taking each other out. But... It was beautiful until it wasn't, uh, and Larson stuck through and got the win. Yeah, and again, really, that 17 led 35 laps of that race and was pretty much, like we said, the dominant car of that one. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I very much think that that can happen again. We're not even asking him to win. We just want him to get inside the top five. That 17 car is fast. It's a Hendrick Power car. It's going to have HendrickSports.com on the side. Right, traditionally, we know that they love seeing that car front. William Byron needs something. He needs a kickstart. His season in the Cup Series has kind of gone south since he uh, since he started out hot. Uh, so I think this is a this is a good get right track for him to be able to do this. So give me Bowman top five minus one twenty. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't have too much to argue here. Bowman, it's not super sexy, but like got a top ten in the Cup Series last week. He's been pretty good here. We know that Hendrick 17 car is always good when it shows up. It's a reunion of Alex Bowman and Greg Ives. They were they were partnered together in the Cup Series. Ives retired from full time racing and is doing this, you know, part time now. But they get to get back together here. Obviously, the car was fast here last year um, with Byron in it. So yeah, I think that uh, you're getting actually really good odds. I mean, minus 120 
for a Cup Series superstar in a Hendrick car to be, you know, I mean, that's, yeah, it's it's a really good number. So uh, the next one up for me, the number has shifted from not as good or from better to not as good. But this was originally minus 135 when I put it in here. This matchup has moved to minus 160, but I don't care, Rod. And do you know why? Because... Uh, well, I'm gonna let you explain it, but you I know exactly why. Only, you only pay the juice you if you lose. Well, I, <laughs> yes. I, okay, I, I was gonna, yeah. but that's yeah, that's no, that's what I was going for. You only okay. pay the juice if you lose, and you're not gonna lose this one. It's Josh Berry over Ross Chastain. Again, it's moved up to minus 160 over on Caesars. I don't care. This matchup should not exist. I think that somebody saw oh Cup Series guy against a future Cup Series guy. Let's plug this in, and they forgot to be like, oh yeah, he's in that 91 DGM car. That's horrible. Even with Ross Chastain in it, it's not, it's just, it doesn't do good. So Ross has had a few starts this year, uh, 37th last week at Indianapolis. That sparks a lot of confidence. He did finish seventh at Michigan. So that probably is the best that 91 cars ever finished 18th at Sonoma, 18th at Darlington, 24th at auto club. You're putting one of the, a guy who made it to the final four in the cup series last year in these cars. And with the outlier of a seventh place at Michigan, 18th is the best that it's finished all season. It's not a good car, even with a great driver in it. And for Barry, he's very good. He's gone through some rough patches, and I was off of him for a little while, but he's gotten back to being better. Um, and especially on road courses, Barry's good. He's a guy we bring up a lot. His top five odds are usually pretty attractive. When well, we got top 10 odds last week, now it didn't catch because he finished 14th at Indy, but 14th at Indy would have easily Ross at 37th. He was sixth place at Road America. He did finish 33rd at Sonoma, had a pretty rough day there, got caught up in it, so it'll happen. Um, but fourth at Portland, eighth at Coda, pretty good track record so far this year on road courses. And again, I don't think he's going to need to do much. If he could finish 15th or better, he's likely going to be ahead of Ross, you know, barring any issues. So minus 160, it is a little juiced up now. Again, it was minus 135, which I couldn't even believe it was that low. This is probably where it should be more. Uh, but this is a no-brainer on the Barry side of things. So I don't mind the juice because you only pay the juice if you lose, Rob. Well, and it's funny because, I, I, full disclosure, I did not get to the dock first. Uh, and therefore, I still had an open bet out there that I hadn't necessarily filled out because I, I was hunting for, for what I enjoyed. So I said, oh, look, there's Barry over Chastain. I didn't see this one before. I put it in. I'm all excited about it. And then I looked down, and I'm, there's Cody. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. I'm not <laughs> I was going to let him leave it because I thought it was good enough we could both give it out. But yeah. he changed his mind. I did change my mind because I want to give you guys something different. But, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with you on this one. Chastain in that 91, I mean, the only way to bet is to bet against it. So, uh, I like that. Uh, all right. The name is there, but the car is not. It's a horror. I don't, I guess maybe I understand he wants to continue to give back to a team that helped him in his long journey to get where he's at, but bro, why are you driving that car anymore? Like it just, it's, it's rough. I, I maybe you're helping him out friends. I, I suppose that's, that's honorable, but get some time in that 10 car or something. Like it's rough when he's in that 91. It's like it's like Lightning McQueen staying loyal to Rusty's when, right. when he right. was the one. Yes. What a great what a great racing comparison! I love it. You like that? I mean, he could have gone to Dynaco, could have taken his talents he to Dynaco. Right. Stuck with Rusty's. Uh, right. All right. <laughs> I will take another matchup. I'll take a matchup here. This is my first matchup. I've got Sam Mayer. Uh, you recognize that name? I'm going to take him over Cole Custer. This is. This is a, a kind of one that you're going to have to make a case for here, and, and you'll have to follow me on this because I know Cole Custer, obviously, you know, the winner of the Chicago street race, and he started on the pole, which was fantastic for him. But uh, the mayor side of this, I like it because it's at plus 130. And I already told you that I feel like Mayer can be a top five car, if not a top three car in this race already. He's got the momentum that he's rolling off of it. So, I again, I just see a good finish for Sam Mayer, especially since he did finish second in Indy. Well, okay, Cole Custer is going to be a tough guy to get around anyways, right? He's done very well for himself on road courses this season as well. Indy, he finished sixth. He started sixth, but he finished sixth in that one. Uh, had a bad day over at Road America, crashed out, but he did start second, which was some speed there uh, for him to be able to, to start that high. Like I said, he crashed out, finished 30th, so that was some bad luck. One Chicago, again, we're not really necessarily counting Chicago, but... That's still a win in the win column. And he started on the pole, which also means that, you know, he was a fast car. Now, uh, Sonoma, he finished sixth. 
He won Portland. Really good record so far, right? Hard for Sam Mayer to beat a win in two of the last uh, uh, few road courses that we've had. Uh, but again, in Austin, he finished 32nd, right? One of the first ones that he had. So this one's going to be close. And the reason that Sam Mayer is at plus money is because Cole Custer is coming in with a pretty decent head of steam. But the last couple of road races have not gone the way he wanted them to. Um, I don't even know that the double zero in that race in Indy kind of played into any of it. Like it just, it felt to me that he was just there in sixth place. He was just rolling around. He didn't move up. He didn't move down. It wasn't like there was nothing that told me because he finished 10th at the end of stage one. Right. And he wasn't even anywhere near the top 10 at the end of stage two. He just sort of meandered his way up to sixth place by the end of that race. So um, he outlasted some of the, the late pit strategies and all that other stuff to get up there. But uh, I, I, again, I think Sam Mayer is going to have a solid day in and of his own self. And Cole Custer is going to have to break the top three or win this thing if he wants to finish better than Mayer. And that's a tall task this week, in my opinion. I know that Custer technically has two road course, quote unquote, because one of them was a street course, uh, wins this season. But it's got to be like the most two unimpressive wins of like all time. Like they just they both kind of sort of fell into his lap and they're wins. So they count and it's great. But yeah, he doesn't strike you as a guy that that you really should be betting on and getting mayors been super consistent. Like you said, he's got two. What is it? Two top three finishes in a row on road courses. Right. So. Geez, that's pretty freaking good. You're getting him a plus 130. I love it. Next up for me, I I just I cannot get over the disrespect for Austin Hill on a week-to-week basis from the books, Rod. It is it is insane. I almost feel I would almost feel bad for Austin Hill if we weren't all making so much money off of this because it's insane. He's matched up against teammate Sheldon Creed at plus 100 over on Superbook. So basically even money to get Austin Hill to finish over Sheldon Creed. Rod, when is the last time this season that you think Sheldon Creed finished ahead of Austin Hill? I'm going to say the last time that it happened. Uh, uh, how many how many races ago? Let's oh, just, we'll put it that way. I'm going to say I'm going to set the uh, over at 7 races, over 7 races ago. Yeah, the over absolutely hammers. 14 races ago at Talladega, of all places, is the last time Sheldon Creed beat Austin Hill in a head-to-head this season. I rest my case. (laughs) And by the way, five road courses this year, Hill is five for five against Sheldon Creed. I guess the one thing they're probably looking at is last year, Hill did have a very bad finish. I think he got caught up in some stuff. And Creed beat him. So maybe that's what they're looking at. But if you're looking at anything this year, 14 in a row, I should have looked back farther because, and that was Talladega where he beat him, which of course, you know, it's a super speedway. So your odds of actually beating and winning a head to head there are literally 50 50. And yeah, all five road, five road courses in a row. I guess that doesn't count uh, code at the beginning of the season where, where Hill had transmission problems and was out early. But five in a row, it's in 14 races in a row, Rod. And you're getting him at even money at plus 100 on Superbook. I don't know if I've ever loved a bet as much as I love this one. Yeah, that seems. Uh, I really the books just kind of were like, hey, but uh, Sheldon Creed. Everybody likes Sheldon Creed. I mean, I get it. Sheldon Creed always looks good for a while, but Austin Hill's always there at the end, and he always cashes these bets. And man, it's just insane. It really is. It. I mean, absolutely insane. So we'll take it. It's fine. I don't care. Um. All right. I will, this this one is the one that I, I feel like could go either way, but I'm going to take Parker Kligerman over Sammy Smith, and it's going to be tough because you're going to look the at- The battle of who can you trust less. Well, and this is what I'm talking about, and this is why I'm saying to you, because the Sammy Smith side of this, or so the Kligerman side of this is at minus 110. If I were to say and take this bet earlier in the season, I would have 100%, 100% taken Sammy Smith, right? Uh, finished fourth at Austin, so fantastic finish there. Uh, had a bad run in in Portland, finished 30th, but came back for a ninth, ninth place finish in Sonoma. So we're all gravy there, right? Sixth place at Chicago, but once again, not necessarily really caring about Chicago. But the last three races for Sammy Smith have been absolutely horrendous, and two of those have been road cor- or road course races. So uh, this is the wrong time to have yourself struggling on road courses right 
Elkhart Lake at Road America. He crashed out. He started 10th, finished 31st in that race. Terrible. Indy, 28th. And honestly, Cody, I don't even know, and I wasn't paying attention to him on the ticker. I don't think we had anything on Sammy Smith last week, uh, either for or against. So I honestly don't even know where he was running most of the time because my eyes were not on his number on the ticker. And and there was no part of Sammy Smith that made me feel comfortable. Uh, and, and when the announcers don't really say his name much, it just means he's not doing much out there on the circuit. So, uh, yeah, again, these last three races have been horrendous. Now, you can point to his last finish at Watkins Glen where he started 19th and finished third and say, you know, hey, that, that means that he's going to have a very solid finish. Okay, but I can also point back earlier this season to where he finished fourth in Austin and then came around and finished 16th at Indy. It's, it, it's not indicative always of what's going to happen. Momentum, I'm sorry, 28th at Indy. What did I say? He started 17th. Um, but yeah, it's not always indicative of what's going on. Momentum is not on his, his side. So I'm going to take Parker Kligerman, who, you know, again, it was not necessarily, if I told you at the beginning of the season I'm taking Parker Kligerman, you'd be like, you're crazy. He finished 31st in Austin, 14th at Portland, right? Came back with a fifth place finish at Sonoma. So here we're starting to see a little steam pickup. Ninth place at Chicago, eh, again, not really leaning much there. But second at Road America, seventh at Indy. Who's doing better on road course races as of late? Yeah, that's Parker Kligerman. So a second place at Road America, a seventh place at Indy. Those are two good, solid finishes over the last couple of road course races. And, you know, you want to talk about the last time he was at Watkins Glen, you got to go all the way back to 2013 in the Xfinity Series. In the 77 car, right? This is Kyle Busch, actually. A Kyle Busch car in the Xfinity Series in 77. He finished sixth. So, again, if, you know, whatever you want to roll into that, it was a long time ago, but he still finished sixth in his only race as an Xfinity driver in Watkins Glen. So, I like Parker Kligerman over this uh, over Sammy Smith at minus one ten. You can find that on Caesars. Yeah, that's a that's a tough matchup. Again, either of these guys could be good enough to win, and they're both have enough issues and make enough mistakes that they'll take each other out easily early. You know, so it is it can be crazy, but Kligerman definitely the guy at least lately, that's trending more towards you can trust them a little more, right? Not not fully, but definitely can trust them a little more. So I would take that side as well. Another head-to-head that I love. Sorry, Sheldon Creed, not trying to pick on you, but Sam Mayer over Sheldon Creed. Rod, I said it earlier, I loved your top three. I loved your top five on him. I love him over a guy that you can't rely on to finish. Again, Sheldon Creed just doesn't deliver the finishes like he should and like his car's uh, the performance of the vehicle shows you that he should get the finishes. He never gets the finishes. Mayor, of course, won Road America, second place at Indy, third at Portland, seventh at Coda, tenth at Sonoma. All five road courses have been nice, solid results. Sheldon Creed, it's just you can't, you're not getting the nice, solid results from him on a week to week basis. Give me Sam Mayer at uh, minus one. This is minus 115 on both sides. I don't understand that at all. Creed should not be in the same boat as, as Mayer right now, especially the momentum Mayer was riding. That win changed everything for Sam Mayer. It's almost like he's a completely different driver at this point. And, and since then, he's been so much more reliable. Love Sam Mayer over Sheldon Creed. Minus 115 over on Caesars. Yep. I mean, again, you know how I feel about Sam Mayer. And if I don't think that, <clears throat> pardon me, whew, if I don't think that Custer can can be a top three car. I certainly don't think Sheldon Creed is going to be a top three car uh, on the day. So I'll follow you on that one as well. Uh, all right. Uh, well, like I said, I got to the dock late. I I'm not, I wasn't thrilled about all the head to heads. I wasn't thrilled about most of the other ones. Can't believe they didn't give us a top ten or else I'd have given you one there. So fine. I will go back to the well. I will give you a winning car number. <sighs> this one is juiced, but Cody. You only pay the juice if you lose. <laughs> Minus 140 for the winning car number to be odd. I will take the odd Ooh. side of this. You, you know what number Kyle Busch is driving this week, right, Rod? You know what? What number is he driving? Because I don't see it on the entry list. He's in the list. 10. He's in the 10. That's what I Because it was supposed It was Almondinger. Oh, that's right. It was Almondinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't know if Colleague just has the laziest front office in motorsports or what the deal is, but their entry list every single week in Xfinity is wrong. Like They're like just so late to changing it. 
that NASCAR puts out the guy who was in the car the previous week, and it's never correct. Yeah, I, I knew that too, but I was staring right at the entry list, and it doesn't say Kyle Busch, and I was like, wait, I know he's driving, I know he's somewhere, but um, and I know he's even. That, that much I did know too, but... For the odd side of it, you do get a pretty packed house. So this is a, a decent enough way to, to hedge off of Bush if he doesn't end up winning. I know uh, you're going you're gonna to talk about that in a second, but it gives you Mayer, it gives you Allgaier, right? Right off the bat, two strong cars to win. It gives you Bowman in the 17. It gives you Gibbs in the 19. It gives you Austin Hill in the 21. And really, that's about where it ends at that point because... Kind of after that, you're not you're not betting on Ross Chastain in the 91. But I mean, listen, I, crazier no, things have happened. I'm not. No, they have. <laughs> I I don't think crazier things than the 91 winning an Xfinity Series race on a road course have happened. Ross. And then next thing you know, on on Monday, we're going to be talking about how we're. But anyways, if yes, uh, I still the the top half of that odd column is is a very stacked column because I was looking at the over under for the the number and it's 16 and a half it's set at 16 and a half and the under and the o under on this one is uh at plus 115 which is uh, again Kyle Bush it gives you Allgaier it gives you Mayer uh it gives you all of those so that would be a good one too if you want so under 16 and a half at plus 115 um and the over is at minus 145 on that one so that pretty much starts at Bowman and above um and then Bowman and below for the under um so yeah did you say under 16 and a half is what it's plus 115 plus 115 yeah because you get the top one two three four five six six of the top seven favorites to win this race are under that number you got the 10 the oh no because Gibbs is in the 19 isn't exactly yep that's oh, and that's yeah. and oh, that's yeah. the sticking point right there too because <laughs> if yep. yep that's that's where you go that's that's why they said it where they said it Bowman and Gibbs yeah, are right, right under, there yeah people Bowman and Gibbs on one side and Bush on the other okay yep. yeah that makes a lot more sense I don't know what I was thinking Gibbs was in yeah well but it it makes sense though because the under is very tempting at plus one fifteen which is why I think the books put it at plus one fifteen because it's it's so tempting to to take that because you know Kyle Bush is in that, you know, and you know Algar, you know Mayer are, are in that. So Oh wait a minute. You said it's at is that sixteen and a half or seventeen and a half? Sixteen and a half. Okay. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing over here, Rod. <laughs> numbers are hard. We don't know what about they them. are hard. I'm and, and you got all these guys who aren't in their normal numbers. Kyle Bush doesn't drive the ten car. No. Ty Gibbs doesn't drive the nineteen car. Alex Bowman doesn't drive the seventeen car. I'm just uh, yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> no, but I mean, listen. If you wanted to put something on the under there uh, too, but again, it, it'd be just be more beneficial for you to bet all those guys outright and and hope one of them hits. Because even if you bet the one plus one fifteen on the under, and it hits, you're not any better off than any of the outrights. So, yeah, that's why I'm giving you the odd. That way, it gives you a nice little spread to cover. And then if one of them hits that doesn't hit on here, you're covered on that. So. Uh, all right, speaking of winners, we got some winners to get to, and we'll get to them, but hang tight. We're going to introduce you to a show we love on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold all right we do have some winner picks for you and these were not necessarily as hard as they should have been so um i definitely like all all of the ones that you're about to give out because a lot of them back me up on on one of my bets the odd bet and then the other one um is just kind of a no-brainer. So, Cody, what do we got? Yeah. My two insur insert your uh, sponsored insurance company here bets of the week were very, very easy to make. Uh, I mean, just the odds are beautiful. The Picking the favorite that you think could win this is the hard part, Rod. You've got Gibbs up there, plus 275. you got Bush up there, plus 225. Do you bite the bullet with a Bowman, a plus 500? Where is it going to go? I was leaning Gibbs, right? He won last week in Xfinity. 
you know how much I love Gibbs. I'd love to see it again. I'm thinking to myself, Kyle Busch is in this 10 car. You know, this 10 car hasn't been that good. He's 0 for 2 so far in starts this year. Hasn't looked very good in it. But then you think of what A.J. Allmendinger has been able to do in the 10 car. I mean, you know, it's been a little bit of mixed results. But this is Kyle Busch, Rod. This is one of the greatest drivers in the entire world. He still knows how to do it. He's won in the Xfinity Series time, or won in the Xfinity Series over 100 times. He took last year off after, quote-unquote, retiring from the series. But in 2020, he came down here. He was five for five for finishing first place in the Xfinity series. Uh, and I just, I can't pass him up. Plus 225. This is actually compared to what you used to be able to get him when I mentioned he went five for five in 2020. I was betting on him at almost minus 200 to win races every week. And I was just max betting it because it was a guaranteed thing. He was going to win and he won all five of them. You might pay the juice if you lose. So I cast rod, but it wasn't beautiful. But now you're getting him at plus 225. Um, and again, he, so he's won here before in Xfinity in 2017. Um, he, he's been ninth and seventh in those two races this year in the 10 car. So that is the one concerning thing, uh, especially going up against Gibbs in a Gibbs car, especially going up against Bowman in a Hendrick car. But I still think that he can do it. Uh, like I said, no races in 2022, but in 2021, he went five for five. Two of those were road courses. Uh, he led 21 laps here in 2019 before getting wrecked. And though of the last four road courses he started in the Xfinity series, he has won three of them. I think that what that 10 car lacks on the ovals where he raced it earlier this season, he can make up for in talent on this track that does in general lend towards in the cup series. We talked about it toward the veterans who have been here over and over. It's a Kyle Busch week from what I've seen and heard out there. A lot of people are skeptical on, a lot of times it's Kyle Busch and it's like, oh, he's going to win this week. And, you know, he's in those Gibbs cars for all those years and we just knew it was going to happen. Now it's like, oh, he's in that 10 car. Is he going to do it? He hasn't done. Don't sleep on Kyle Busch, one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR history. He's going to get it done this week, plus 225. Just in case he doesn't, Rod, I've got my two insurance plays and these ones I love. Justin Allgaier, 10 to 1 over on Superbook. Absolute smash for me. We've talked about him every single time we've come to a road course. Should have hit him 13-1 to at Road America, if not for the stupid debacle over time that cost us everything, but that's okay. He might get it back for us this week. And Austin Hill, Rod, 22-1. to The disrespect of Austin Hill is real. What are you doing? Why is he 22-1? to DraftKings, thank you for this gift. Uh, again, he is going to be in position. He will not be the best car throughout the race. He will be in position at the end. If it goes to overtime, if something happens, if they gamble at the end, Austin Hill will be in position, can win this race 22 to 1. You must bet on Austin Hill to win this race. I, well, again, that falls into my odd category. So I'm good. Two of those fall into my odd category. So <laughs> That's right. they I, do. I absolutely love that. Um, so yeah, I, I can't argue with either one of those. I love Allgaier. I always have. I think I always will. So uh, I love that for that. And then Kyle Bush, be kind of. You don't want to hit. You don't want to miss it if he hits. That's that's the only thing that that really is is the driving force behind that one. I know the price doesn't seem sexy, but as I've learned in the podcast for NFL, uh, if we're making if we're saying that plus two twenty five is is disgusting, um, the the that's, NFL guys would love two twenty five plus two twenty. Yes, I you would not believe how many other people on the network we hear that from. Like it's like. I think it was a Terrell a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but every bet you give out is plus money. Like a lot of the times they are. And yeah. look how many cash, right? I mean, it's beautiful. And sometimes you do pay the minus 160 on a head to head, which is something you do normally in the NFL anyways. So it's not really that crazy. It's just, it is funny how we're, we're sort of trained in racing that, wow, that number is, is crazy short. And it's like, not really, especially for what you're getting out of it. Like it's, it really isn't that that crazy of a number at all. Well, and that's so this goes exactly to this. Uh, Ty Gibbs, the winner of the last road race, he's at plus 275. That's not a great number because, again, anything and Kyle Busch in this field, plus 275 isn't great. But I'm still going to say that if Kyle Busch doesn't win, Ty Gibbs will be able to get this done again. Uh, he he bested A.J. Allmendinger, one of the best ever, right, in that 10 car. He outdueled him. He had the best 
best car, the fastest car. Didn't matter if he didn't go on to slicks right away. Didn't matter if he was on a different pit strategy. He managed to win that race, and he did it convincingly. Uh, so plus 275, you get that over at Superbook. Um, not bad. And then not to mention, he's already got a, a win on this course in particular in the Xfinity Series, right? 2021, he won this race. He started 15th and won. Um, last year, not so much. He, he started second and finished 27th, but he led 25 but laps along the way. Again, dueling it out with with, uh, with William Byron at the end. Exactly. I mean, very easily could have won this. And, and if he would, he would have beat. I mean, he was going to beat Larson, mm -hmm. which is impressive in itself, right? So, uh, and then he was dueling it out with William Byron, another Cup Series star, like not to be looked past. Yeah, the result wasn't there, but wasn't because he was having a bad day. He was having a great day. Yeah, and again, I think this is going to come down to Gibbs and Bush. Who's got the faster car of the two between the day, right? And that's really what it's going to what the whole thing's going to come down to who can outlast who in that and it's either Gibbs or it's Bush. So, I think you got to take a little bit of the Gibbs side on this one at plus 275 as well just in case because you'd hate, you'd absolutely hate to be on the wrong end if neither one of these guys or if either one of these guys ends up winning and and doing it convincingly too so again we always know that we make our money further down the card on these head-to-heads and these top fives and stuff um but you know again these two guys are the favorites up there for a reason i just noticed rod that that bet on gibbs to win this the only non-chevrolet other than the winning number obviously the only non-Chevrolet bet we have on this entire card. Every other bet is on Chevrolets. Wow. We are all about the bow ties in Xfinity this week, which, coming from me, man, I, you know how I've been all over Toyota everywhere this season. I felt like a Toyota guy. I mean, they've welcomed me to the racing team. I got the corner office like the guy in the commercial and everything. <laughs> Rod almost <laughs> did a spit take on that one. <laughs> Martin Truex Jr. was uh, telling you, it's your first yeah. day, kid. It's your first day, kid. Got the corner office. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's uh, actually fairly impressive that we didn't even do that on purpose. It's uh, going to be a Chevy week, apparently. Well, apparently. Or the books decided to lean us into that direction. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I'd but, say we uh, did pretty good on them last week, so I'll take my chances. Me too. Uh, all right, well, get out your pen and paper. Let's go over these bets for the Shriners Children 200 at the Glen in Dick's. Uh, New York. <laughs> Cody started you out with Justin Allgaier as a top five car at plus 140 over on Caesars. I gave you Sam Mayer as a top five car at plus 220 on Bet365. Tossed in a top three at four to one over on Bet365. Cody gave you Austin Hill as a top five car at plus 220 on Caesars. I said Alex Bowman would be a top five car at minus 120 over on Bet365. Cody gave you Barry over Chastain at minus 160 over on Caesars. And hammer that as far up as you feel comfortable. That's probably going to cash. Mayor over Custer for me at plus 130 on Superbook. Cody gave you Austin Hill over Sheldon Creed at plus 100 on Superbook. I gave you Parker Kligerman over Sammy Smith at minus 110 over on Caesars. Cody gave you Sam Mayer also over Sheldon Creed at minus 115 on Caesars. I said the winning car would be odd at minus 140. Cody gave you Kyle Busch at 225 on Superbook and jo uh, Justin Allgaier at 10 to 1 on Superbook and Austin Hill at 22 to 1 on DraftKings. I said Ty Gibbs uh, would outlast Kyle Busch to win this at plus 275 on Superbook. So those are your bets. Go forth, fill out that card, hit us up in Discord if you want anything more. Uh, yeah, we've got a. Got it. That's the last race of the week to break down. I'm a little sad. It is. I'm sad too. We don't, uh, again, no open wheel stuff this week. No IndyCar, no F1. They're both off. We got a loaded week next week. So I guess we can take this little bit of a light week. Don't forget about SRX on Thursday um, because uh, that that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you get your bets in there. Talked about that at the end of the Cup Series one, Cup Series episode. Uh, but yeah, we got, got two races to get it right this week, Rod. And, uh, Daytona next week. Corey LaJoy making the Cup Series playoffs. It's going to be great. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Ah, but let's go win some money on left and right turns and dicks first. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, speaking of which, as we let everybody go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, Cody. You can follow me on X at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, super fun thing over on the gambling 
sports gambling podcast, the main show of all of this. They're doing draft day. I think this is a 3.0, right? The third time. Ryan Kramer drafts for 24 straight hours, best ball drafts. I'm going to be on with him uh, Thursday night. It will be 12 o'clock midnight central time, uh, 10 o'clock out on Rod's time, uh, drafting some best ball teams. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you check that out. Um, and they're raising money for the I Am Able Foundation, which is a great foundation. There's a lot more info over on X on that as well. So check that out. Check out all my work over at uh, Husker underscore Z. Like I mentioned, got fantasy football, football, all kinds of stuff out for sportsgamblingpodcast.com for last word on sports. And uh, yeah, just uh, keep following us. Come back. We've got uh, DraftKings DFS stuff tomorrow and uh, fun Friday parlays and all the fun stuff. I believe that's where we hit a uh, 30 to one earlier this year on a, on a parlay. So you might not want to miss that show because already been cooking some stuff up and uh, i'm feeling it this week Rob. i love it and when cody's feeling it you know you're about to cash i'm on x oh one one more thing oh Sorry. Hit, hit, yeah the uh results of the poll have gone final Ugh. uh and very nicely 69 percent for bone in so yes congratulations to me and my fellow bone in lovers and very nice job hitting 69 percent all right, well, figure out who the co-host is going to be next week, or uh, tomorrow, rather. Uh, I am off the show because I lost the bet, but, uh, yeah, we're all good. Just kidding. Uh, I'm on X at RJ Villagomez. Link in the bottom. everything I got going on. Whether it's here, whether it's in between media, check out Fast Money for frequency's sake. Stuff up on the website. It's all kind of crazy. It's all there on Twitter, on X, whatever. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow for DFS. And in the meantime, let's go racing and let it ride. Let's go racing and let it ride.